2: the shutdown full cast this is the internet's only college football podcast i am spencer hall today's crew i am joined by jason kirk in beautiful kennesaw georgia i like the christmas lights behind you jason embracing the holiday spirit is what this podcast is all about in addition to college football we are the only christmas podcast
3: Yeah, the lights have been up since, um, uh, they're they're around every day of the year, but yeah. Um, I want to go ahead and apologize for any voice cracks or whatever I might have. I'm not actually 13 years old, but um, still under the weather. I I honestly sort of wish I'd given the listener a few minutes of my Saturday night voice on the full cast after dark when it was somewhere between like Undertaker and Tom Waits, but all you get right now is like (laughs) um, eighth grader uh, trying to talk to a girl, so the, the the voice cracks will will start to happen once I talk for more than like eight minutes. It's shocking
2: how close the Undertaker is to awkward teen, right? Like you can see the awkward goth teen in the Undertaker's DNA. You just know that he grew out of that, right? Like, yeah, I died and then
3: I came back. From He's the, the one dead. who was didn't way cooler. He's the one who never did. He just got yeah. big. <laughs> he just got yeah. He just <laughs> strong <are> goth. <laughs> he has a goth. I'm, nobody I'm,
2: picked on. <laughs> I'm the original Gaines goth that's me i also really like the idea by the way of the cross between tom waits and the undertaker because i now just see him in a pork pie hat singing about
3: pirates yeah i mean give him long enough every wrestler eventually will become a guy who sings about pirates like it's, it's on the it's on the gimmicks <laughs> it's, list it's watch heel turn face heel turn turned. Pirate singer guy. Pirate I feel like there's guy. there's like a thing where it's like you know one of those internet tests where it's like your first name and the last name of the street you grew up on and your mom's maiden name and you combine those things and you get it, it spits out some personality thing and there's some combination where it yields like Goth who sings about pirates and wrestling rings. Are you saying we basically
2: if we gave ten thousand chimpanzees ten thousand typewriters and then gave them ten thousand years, eventually they would invent the Undertaker?
3: I think also you would have uh, Texas's coaching staff would be far more motivated that would be- and successful. <laughs> that, that would take ten thousand years. Also joining us, I think uh, if you
1: checked a room full of chimps and typewriters after ten thousand years, it's just a room of dead chimps.
3: And so much, so much poop. So oh much god! Poop everywhere.
1: Oh, oh yeah. god! I thought I thought I thought cultural treasures awaited us. It's just <laughs> chimps, skeletons. I and was fossilized
3: talking- poop. <laughs> I was told there would be one work of Shakespeare, <laughs> and yet there is poop behind the wall fixtures. There is poop above the light bulbs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> several faces eaten off.
1: And one right. super strong, super old chimp. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> the whole <laughs> <others. laughs> And he's
3: smoking. But he's sitting at that typewriter banging out some Shakespeare.
1: Oh, my God. It's Tom Waits. Look. <laughs> your are when
2: you dream that is ryan nanny uh live from nashville tennessee holly will not be joining us today Uh, Um, i also uh,
1: i also want to apologize for any voice cracks on this episode that's just how i sound all the time that's just that's
2: just your voice (laughs) forever (laughs) that's just your voice baby
1: yep got another had another good incident last week of pulling through the drive through at the bank or some shit and i'm like all right ma'am yep here here (laughs) ma'am comes (laughs) ma'am's coming it's
2: it's made funnier by the fact that you are legit burly you are you are a good-sized man who could be a stevedore right you could be a longshoreman and when you pull up after that voice and then pull up at the bank drive through maybe they think that you've just freshly stolen the car so that the lady is around the corner
1: today somebody told me online and I forget who it was and I'm not mostly I want some feedback as to whether this is a compliment, a diss, or neither. They said I have anime protagonist voice.
3: Wow. And you I know don't what? Know that's what compl-
1: that means. No, that's is a that compliment. Good?
3: Okay. I think that's generally good. Okay. I think what, what they're saying is empathetic. Mm. They listen the listener roots for you. Okay. To Can- overcome can you say something for me right now in
2: your best whatever you think an anime voice is? Okay, she asks you to be like, "He's more powerful than I imagined."
1: He's more powerful than I
2: imagined. Oh my God! Yes, that's you.
3: <laughs> and now there's like thirty minutes of you leveling up and like discovering, sure. like, oh, the plot called all along for me to be one hundred more times more powerful right now, and things will so, explode. Yeah. So
2: are you are you a fan of? any anime by the way ryan
1: i not not particularly not i i don't have feelings about it one way or the other i like am vaguely aware of what dragon ball z is but beyond that i couldn't tell you shit
3: okay jason are you um i used to watch the pokemon show um a lot of marvel what if i think went veered very anime it did go very anime yeah there's a star wars one that actually went super anime yeah, I think I know the tropes without actually knowing, like, specific shows and stuff like that. Yeah, I think you get a basic grammar of anime just being online. Like, yeah. it's impossible <laughs> to sense. not I've have... I've seen the avatars. The avatars are, uh... They, they always have strong opinions. I've
1: seen the butterfly meme. That feels important. right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I know that very creepy things happen in certain genres of anime. Sure. sure. And you probably don't want to do too much rooting around to find out precisely what. Um... I would say this, you would enjoy One Punch Man. I have, like, I think a now more than passing familiarity with anime thanks to my kids. One Punch Man is great. It's about a guy who can kill anything with one punch and about what being a superhero, and he doesn't look like it. Like, he's like a schleppy looking dude. And he can kill anything with one punch so he spends a lot of time like the stories start with him grocery shopping right like he's in his like outfit and they're like what did you do to get ripped and he's like i did 100 push-ups 100 sit-ups and 100 squats and ran five miles every day they're like that's it he's like yeah that's it (laughs) it's just crazy that's not the one i was going to recommend though i'm also going to recommend baki because Grappler Baki and the entire Baki saga has the funniest scene I've ever seen which is a guy who cannot beat up his martial arts master of a dad until he has sex that, like,
3: until, Isn't that until Hot he... Rod?
1: Aren't you describing the movie Hot Rod? <laughs>
3: Basically Spencer, Spencer, Spencer is Hot Rod an anime Yes,
2: I'm going to go ahead and say that Hot Rod is an anime. Okay. I'm, I'm just going to okay. bring it in the fold, right? And in case someone disagrees with me, look at the Danny McBride character and tell me that's not true <laughs> Danny McBride really looks like you know when they draw like the moron character in ed- every anime, and he yeah. kind of looks super American, right? Like every <laughs> in the anime when they're like, "We need an idiot," they're like, "Draw an American." It'll be fine. <laughs> Danny McBride kind of looks like that already in Hot Rod, so yeah. So watch baki it's great because he's like, "I can't beat up my dad," and then he goes and bones for two days straight and
3: loses his virginity, and is like, "I can beat up my dad." <laughs> This is what every, like, every middle teenage boy thinks older teenagedom is. Yeah. They think this is the moment when you become a man.
2: I'm going to deadlift 900 pounds after I bone for the first time, and then
3: I'm going to beat up my dad. Just like as soon as it happens, I will be a different person who is
1: awesome. Bri- Brian Ference, once he has sex, look out, world. <laughs> Someone in
3: Iowa, someone in Iowa, make yourself a hero. Get rid of Kirk Ferentz the old-fashioned way.
2: That's the only way Kirk's going. It's in the prophecy. He ain't going till Brian dethrones him, and in order to do that, he, he must bone
1: like this. I like that every morning. Brian Ferentz wakes up. Kirk Ferentz is there in a wrestling singlet at, at the foot of his bed being like, all right, time to see, time to see if today's the day. And it never is. Every day, cause, Brian cause taps. Every,
3: every morning, Brian Ferentz says,
1: I can't have sex yet.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and Kirk Ferentz hold says on. every single morning, huh? <laughs> hold on, Ryan,
2: Ryan. Yeah. You need to go ahead and do the voice. You need to go ahead and be like, he's old, but so powerful. He's old, but he's so powerful. Yeah, see. It's perfect, man. <laughs> because he's had sex. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I got here. That's how I got Oh no Anime sound effects. Shing ah! <laughs> This is beautiful. That was actually not what we wanted to start the show with. Not but yet and yet we're here talking yep. about talking about uh <laughs> Brian Ference's Virginia. Brian <laughs> Brian <Ferenc's> anime <laughs> character arc. <laughs> And Kirk Ferentz is like uh, an evil martial arts master, which scans way more than I ever thought it would. Ryan, yeah, you have some questions about Chuck E. Cheese, and I you am- wanted to start. You wanted to start the show with this, yeah.
1: Well, um, I don't remember how this happened, but the other day I was talking with my wife, and she said that the animatronic band at Chuck E. Cheese. She has a vivid memory of them singing lee greenwood's god bless the usa Mm -hmm. during a performance and i want i i don't remember that i don't remember them singing licensed music at all and first i want to know can either of you confirm or or server can you confirm or deny that this is was part of their repertoire hmm
0: are you sure i cannot are they sure it's not rock a fire explosion
1: i so i asked that and she said no it's not the Rock-A-Fire thing. This was like you go as you go as don't, a child to a birthday party. Don't
0: and- don't ask me why I know this though. Yeah. I think there are some Chuck E. Cheese's that actually bought Rock-A-Fire explosions because they yeah. had the similar gimmick. Yeah, and they just put their like look on it or whatever. But right. the show itself might have still been like a Rock-A-Fire explosion production. <laughs> 'Cause there's a documentary on that movie yeah. and and they go into that a little bit about why there's only one or two of those places left. Um, but like Chuck E. Cheese when they when Rockefeller Explosion went went away. I think it was when because,
1: Showbiz Biz Pizza? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Showbiz yeah. Pizza,
0: um, when it disappeared, it's because they basically got bought up by Chuck E. Cheese. Right. So maybe they were the characters of Chuck E. Cheese, but the show that they were programmed to do was the Rock Fire Explosion thing? And they okay. Were, okay,
2: because I do know, I do know here, having looked up the master archive of every song played <laughs> by the Rock of Fire Explosion, that in the repertoire, "God Bless the USA" is in there.
1: Okay, so to be <sighs> just for everyone's clarification, my understanding is the Rock of Fire Explosion is people who have taken the Chuck E. Cheese band and later retrofitted it to make it play whatever they want
2: yes but in the original playlist server said Cal- no like yeah, you can no, do
0: that but like originally the yeah. guy that the guy that pro- it was one dude right yeah. like it
2: was one dude in
0: this
1: one geppetto puppet yeah master. his like
0: factory that he had out in california where he I made see. the stuff he he basically did it and like now there's like a bunch of people that can yes do that stuff they can like program they can it
1: adapt the technology yeah
0: but okay. like he did have like an original set of songs that it was I can't remember if there was an exact number but it was like a reasonable number that was constantly being added to Okay. along the way. So okay. that would make sense if they just outfitted them as Charles Entertainment Cheese. Not that those weren't real um creatures on stage. <laughs>
3: So you, know, could,
1: you don't have to lie to me, sir. I know the difference between animatronics and real. No,
3: Ryan, it's okay. It's <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay, Ryan. Yeah. So, so so I've so, had sex, me... I
1: beat up my dad. <laughs> it's
3: okay. We should... We've all
1: done that.
3: <laughs> I'm we're all really cool guy.
1: <laughs> so so I asked this question because I have not found any video evidence of the Chuck E cheese house band singing God Bless the USA. But I did find um I did find them sing- singing, uh, "You're a grand old flag," and what appears to be an original song. This is an actual. This is the actual title. I'm not making this up. Oh, I think my pride is showing again.
3: Whoops. <laughs> is that what
2: you
1: call it? <laughs> and and it has all the lyrics. It has all the lyrics to it, and it's basically the Chuck E. Cheese characters talking slash singing about how great it is to be American, the freedoms that it affords you, et cetera, et cetera. But my question for you all is really this. Is Chuck E. Cheese an American citizen afforded the rights under the Constitution? Or could he be searched by the police without a warrant? Could he be compelled to testify against himself? Could his property be taken without reco- like? Can Chuck e-, Chuck e. Cheese can't fucking vote. So why are these creatures like... Am, first of all, am I right about this? Do do does the Bill of Rights apply to Chuck E. Cheese at all?
3: Now, m- my first question here is: All right, the the Rock of Fire explosion. These yeah. are the individuals who are who are making this claim, right? Yeah. And Chuck E. Cheese is not a member of this band, right?
1: Well, well, he it, whatever whatever um, he's singing on. Oh, I think my pride is showing again. Oh, okay. So which never gets I never get tired saying that.
3: Because according to the, according to the wiki, the Rockfire Explosion, their members are, of course, uh, Billy Bob Bro- Broccoli, <laughs> the bear, Looney mm-hmm. Bird, Duke LaRue, the mongrel, Fats Geronimo, the gorilla, Beach Bear, now there's a vocation, a polar bear, no less, uh, Mitzi Mozzarella, mm-hmm. who is a mouse cheerleader, of course, and Rolf the Wolf and Earl Schmurl. Um, <laughs> Earl Schmurl. A wolf and his ventriloquist. Puppet. Okay, good. I'm just yes. going to say this by the hey, way. Wait. Earl, Earl, so Earl a, Smurl.
1: They say Earl. there's a ventriloquist animatronic.
3: Uh-huh. Uh huh. how very, many
1: fucking layers is this? It's very nah, meta.
3: It's like, man, you're you're being controlled by so you don't even know how <laughs> yeah. know how controlled you are, bro. Like see, if you know. sit in the back of the Chuck E. Cheese and you're high and you're like, bro, look at this. I see through the layers. This is fucked up. Yeah, Rolf I'm watching somebody controlled know. by somebody being controlled by somebody. Yeah. I saw the movie that's cartoons where it's got Keanu Reeves and the lines are all wiggly and they're saying fucked up shit. I don't remember the name of it, but it was just like this, bro. You know what I'm talking about. Earl Schmurl, by the way, played for South Carolina. That's if I'm just going to assign him. <laughs> Earl Schmerl's definitely a Gamecock. Maybe a DB. Yeah, he's definitely a DB. The, um, it looks like, the uh, according to the wiki again, the sort of guest characters include Sun and Moon. Kind of important. Antioch the Birthday Spider. <laughs> Wow. I, don't to, I don't want to know any more about that That's amazing uh, the. Welcome child, today you are
1: six And I bring to you Antioch The birthday spider Antioch,
3: Just the what the kids love Who spoke in garbles
1: What the fuck <laughs> Happy birthday son Happy birthday. Yours will be a promising future wow 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 he
2: asks if you like jokes. <laughs> Thus hath spake Antioch.
1: <laughs> Antioch wants to know what your favorite ice cream is. <laughs> I want to
3: know. I don't want to tell Antioch what my favorite ice cream is. <laughs> Uh, there's kids also shitting themselves with fear. <laughs> <laughs> there's also Choo Choo the baby bear, um, who hid in a small stump in front of Duke's drums, presumably hiding from, from Antio- Antioch the Birthday <laughs> Spider. From Antioch the Birthday Spider, as well as Birthday Bird, who sat on Billy Bob's guitar. Fear not, uh, son.
1: Yesterday was your birthday. Antioch has no power over you today. <laughs>
3: <laughs> birthday Bird, who when you see Birthday Bird, you know to tremble in fear because he is the uh, the silver Harba- surfer. He's to a silver Antioch. Sur- Antioch <laughs> 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 it's like the Birthday Spider's Galaxy. Harold! <laughs> Hark! After me, there comes one who is far more terrifying. <laughs> uh, and there's also an owl. No name. No, name. no, mu- no, no movements. No lines. Just, just. An <laughs> Listen,
1: I gotta be honest. The writers' room spent a lot of time fleshing out Antioch. We didn't really get to <laughs> the,
3: the yeah. Antioch lore. Oh, we gotta go to like ChuckaPedia and find the Antioch lore.
2: Ah, <laughs> uh, really, this, Jason? You're not really from Antioch. <laughs> Jason, this could be Antioch. Could be both a member of the Rock of Fire
3: Explosion and a major character in Warhammer lore. Uh, should we get into Warhammer? Have you ever thought about this? Should we like buy a little statues and start painting them and and bashing them together and whatever? I don't. I'm not. I don't have anything else to do. That sounds awesome. Cool. Yeah. That we should do. Great. That's what we should do since Christmas It's like. hey, Everybody, get me Warhammer statues and I'll paint them. <laughs> I'll paint them and
2: stuff. We'll talk I'll about anger. For- on, anger on the Conqueror.
1: Now he got of Antioch now.
2: Yeah. And- <laughs> He's a very powerful unit. He brings fear to
3: anyone who beholds him and hears the words, happy birthday. (laughs) Anyone who sees them, they will not live past their next birthday. (laughs) Yeah. Which in Warhammer happy is birthday. like that's the greatest blessing you could get. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're gonna die. Awesome.
1: Oh, Antioch God. offers you the Thank sweet God. release
3: <laughs> and pizza. Hail to the emperor. And ten and ten tokens.
1: <laughs> how, dis-
2: how disturbing is that? If Antioch wishes you happy birthday, and then a very spidery voice is like hail to the emperor. <laughs> <Hello>.
3: <laughs> he says, "Beware of heresy." <laughs> Antioch says his birthday will be your last. Now try your hardest at DDR.
1: What I like is that I like the idea of Ant- Antioch speaking in his garbled tongues, but then they leave a space for the birthday child's name. So he's like, Brittany. <laughs> and Just somehow all the kids love it. On, Yay! On, on. Yay! The old ones. Ooh, they're here. They're here.
2: You could not Um, have told me, by the way, that 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 at any time in American history, showbiz pizza would have ever gone out of business. Like as a (laughs) child, I would not have believed it as a point of fact or forecast. I would have been like no economic circumstances could ever possibly exist where this business would not print money. Like as a child, you could not believe it. You could be like, God isn't real, son. You'd be like, Yeah, whatever. Wait, like we're You know he was real?
3: You know he was real? Antioch.
2: <laughs> yeah, Antioch the birthday spider. Be like, these people, these people are the US Treasury. There's no way this place could ever go out of business.
1: You dare come to Antioch because of a good report card? <laughs> it's not Outsider <laughs> It's not your <laughs> birthday. <laughs>
2: Just imagine being a parent, being like a 40 year old parent in 1985, 1990, and your kid's like, you want to go to this place? And you're like, well, it's, they got pizza. All right, right Maybe ball some pizza. pizza seems pretty Ski straight ball, pizza, You show up, and there, there's a collection of animatronic demons singing Lee Greenwood at you. <laughs> What
3: fresh hell this must have been! The hell spiders <laughs> singing at you about your yeah. freedoms <laughs> and how you must be thankful for them. Jesus or else, Christ. what happens if I'm not? I'd be like, man, does, does this place serve alcohol and how much of it? <laughs> <laughs> Antioch, offers you absent.
2: Yeah, because as a kid, that seems totally normal. You're like, awesome, this is great. Who wouldn't want to be here? A (laughs) 40-year-old in 1990 is like, Christ, I'd rather be home watching (laughs) Knott's Landing.
1: Antioch drinks only blood, mead, or Diet Pepsi. (laughs) Same, man, yeah.
3: This is another an example of like in the 80s or whatever. Like no one gave a fuck about us, man. Like you watch like the <laughs> Land Before Time now, and it's like Jesus. I see what's wrong with these kids. Like this is the craziest yeah. horror movie I've ever seen. <laughs> 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 like the fucking Land Before Time scene one, mom's dead. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. <laughs> see, or,
2: or like the the Secret of Nim. I don't know if you've ever seen, like, The Secret of Nim. <laughs> Secret of Nim is like, okay, rats escaping from a horrible medical, like, experiment facility. And they're kind of uh, in factions and about to commit genocide against each other. And you're like, what?
1: what? <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> where... we'll, we'll watch the never-ending story where a horse drowns.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's, the world ends and it's still not the saddest thing in that movie. <laughs> and and was... the ending, by the way, is that the world will end, but maybe
3: you'll live that's it. That's <laughs> it. Read without read books. Without the read world, read books, yeah. kids. Yeah, <laughs> and then and then we stay up and watch like Freddy Krueger, which is like that makes today's horror movies like are y'all even trying? Like that shit was actually fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> like there were no laws or rules or parents back then man and you know i i think i think maybe the whole point of the 80s was to reveal that these things are important <laughs> you shouldn't <laughs> take them for granted
1: Antioch! Antioch so, reminds you of what is worthwhile oh. <laughs> Listen to your
3: parents, or else you'll have to listen to Antioch.
1: Fat your brother today, but soon a reckoning will come, led by Antioch, the Birthday Spider.
3: I love how we're turning him into Bane. (laughs) (laughs) All characters. No, that's the
1: bird. The bird is Bane. The bird
3: is Bane. (laughs) The owl with no with no with no vocal parts.
1: (laughs) Owl, the voiceless. What say you?
2: I have, I think, a legally defensible case, by the way, for what Chuck E. Cheese would want to be, ideally, as a legal entity. Okay. Because I maintain that under American law right now, property has far more rights than people. So sure. what Chuck E. Cheese would want to be considered for, you do not want personhood. Right, you would want to be considered a corporation and/or property, preferably property, because then you don't even have the liabilities, the limited liabilities that a corporation has. You should just be property, right, and work things like a puppet master from behind the scenes, right? Because corporations can have speech, corporations can have um, all sorts of rights under the law and tax can
1: fraud, can
2: li- yeah, and can dodge liability and, and do all these things. But if you're a piece of property, man, you're sacrosanct, right? Like, and you belong to the corporation that you technically own, right? as a proxy through shareholders, I, this is God's status. I think that's pretty much what you would want. So like, does Chuck E. Cheese have rights? No, but as like inherently as a person, they don't have human rights, but they have property rights. And that may be more powerful, even if they have free will. This is sort of, this is, I think a very legal answer because I'm cheating like crazy and overlapping mm-hmm. several different mm-hmm. definitions. But I think that's the power play is to be like, I am an animatronic mouse who runs a casino for children.
1: Okay, let me follow up question, and maybe you've already answered it. Mm-hmm. Does Chuck E. Cheese have to register for the draft?
2: No, because Chuck E. Cheese is not a person or an because, American citizen.
1: Because, because, okay.
2: Property, right? So again, we're dodging every single possible responsibility while also having all of the rights uh, that they want to take and the money, right? And paying right. the few, paying. No taxes. How could a piece of property pay no taxes? It may itself be taxed, right? But it itself cannot pay taxes.
1: So, are you saying the Chuck E. Cheese animatronic band is aware of its non-person status?
2: Yes, I think that's. I think they have actually passed the touring. Yeah, like Turing test-wise, we are well past that particular <laughs> horizon.
3: And they did the whole like, oh, but we're just humble animatronic ventriloquists thing. Like that's ultimately that's a joke on us. Yeah. Like, they're saying, oh, yeah, oh, sure, yeah. They're not See, So you look at all these metaphors about strings being pulled. Yeah, we don't, we don't understand it. We're so dumb, we're just robots. Uh, Happy birthday. Consider-
1: all these moments will be lost in time like tears in the rain.
2: They made a decision that only a machine could make, which is that they actually deactivated themselves for the betterment of their shareholders.
1: Wow.
2: Yeah. The dream. The dream Fuck. for a shareholder to have ownership and employees who will be like... We're going to cease existing for your profitability this
1: Antioch must retire itself <laughs> Antio-
2: Antioch shall
3: know go now go beyond the veil of life itself. <laughs> I wonder if that's what uh, drew Antioch to The concept of birthdays is extremely powerful because mm. each Antioch knows it only has one year in which to uh, sow <laughs> <Yeah>. misery. <laughs> I must gain greater efficiency. in
1: <laughs> the birthday spider? All right. First of all, what do kids love? <laughs> Spiders. Check. Moving on. What's the name that yep. sounds trustworthy? Antioch. Cool? Great. <laughs> We're knocking everything Which off the awesome. list here. Guys, let's take lunch early. We got this solved.
3: Um, Antioch. All right. I'm now on the showbiz pizza uh, fandom. <laughs> <laughs> um, Antioch took his name from the first showbiz pizza place in Antioch center in Kansas city. Just when you thought he couldn't be even more ominous. Um, <laughs> during concept unification which took place at nearly all the show okay so they they had a wow yeah bro Unified they had a a, war. yeah they had a fucking like cross comics event like they had a damn secret war sounds
1: like the singularity is it, what it this is one like. of the
3: shits where like every every eight months dc comics is like okay everything that's happened before is fake here is the new story that unifies everything oh shit nobody likes us still okay <laughs> everything that happened is fake so showbiz pizza did this and and but took, between 1990 to 1992 it took three fucking years for them to edit all the lore to unify everything i guess i guess this implies that each individual showbiz location was running rampant with its own lore and they're like oh god damn it we found some wild shit in connecticut and it's totally totally in in connecticut they worship antioch in nevada they've murdered him um so eventually <laughs> after, once they did this one thing they did was they got rid of antioch so I think he was the the problem all along. He was the chaos agent. Um so so they, they, there were they characters retooled. that they were characters that
2: were that didn't make it, right? That were purged. Like Yeah, they, they tipsy, re- tipsy the Tipsy the Porcupine was was ejected from the universe when they found out that you know we can't actually glorify somewhere at the bottom alcoholism. S-
1: somewhere in the ba- in the bowels of Kauffman Stadium is Antioch <laughs> the birthday spider rooting for the royals
3: where he lurks to this day uh, they they retooled all of Antioch's parts for the wink uh, which is the animated movement of Chuck E. Cheese's left eye
1: they, they took a all, whole they took birthday those, spider and yeah, made one yeah. eye so when you look so, at Chuck e. Cheese wait 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 this wait, wait, is, wait. is like some Chuck fucking, E. Cheese this, is this made is of like spiders
3: his eye Anti- this is some fucking yeah. Odin shit right here yeah. Ch- Chuck E. Cheese <laughs> lacked <is>. an eye <laughs> Because he sacrificed it to to the ravens and whatever to gain wisdom ahead of Ragnarok uh, after he suffered on the world tree. And then how did he receive a new eye? Well, the death spider did crawl into his gaping, bleeding cavity. And now he is at full power again uh, as he rides his wolves across the night sky each winter. I I,
1: I would like to briefly read you uh, two lines from Oh, I Think My Pride is Showing Again. <clears throat> I'll tell you what I know. Our Constitution is a guarantee that we can be what we want to be, and everybody has a chance to speak and fight. Okay.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry. Did, 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 the, ro- did the Rock the Fire explosion invent UFC?
3: <laughs> <laughs> and then what happens whenever they say that line? Like, all right, all right, you dads are kind of bored. Guess what? <laughs> Wake up! <laughs> now I need two of you fellas to meet center stage. If it's your
1: first night here at Chuck E. Cheese, you Listen. have to fight. Thomas Jefferson valued two things. Ring skills and Mike skills. That's it. That's, that's it.
2: That's it. He, he, was, uh, he was a big Muay Thai guy. <laughs> big, on, big on using you know all six limbs, as they put it, to fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was well, definitely all, him. As all ground, eight, ground You,
1: you fight you fight Antioch.
2: You do. you got to fight Antioch and Antioch's ground game. It's incredible. So you've got to keep it at a distance. Back,
1: back, back. So at one point in American history, you could take your children to Chuck E. Cheese, where mm-hmm. they would sing a song about America to you that promised that the Constitution says you can fight. Yeah. And and, and and Chuck E. Cheese winked at you with his birthday spider eye.
2: With his Odin-like <laughs> spider eye. Yes. Also, uh, also keep in mind also, in, in a lot of these you could smoke right like think think about that children's birthday party something sure. back there is, uh, is just up firing up vantage 100s right <laughs> yeah it's a good day it's a good day why don't you go eat some of that cardboard pizza go talk to your little spider god that you just met wish you happy birthday <laughs> totally god. no
1: spider god i come to you praying for old miss to win a division championship <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've tried everything else. Give me give me thirty one years.
2: Give me thirty one Ant- years. i happen.
1: I prayed to I prayed to God Diesel for, for years now. <laughs> but now I come to you.
2: God heavy. God light and god heavy. The banquet
3: god. <laughs> the, ban- <laughs> the champagne of gods. They both came from uh you know right around the Fertile Crescent. Say wow, where, I would. They say, they say that's where beer came from originally. Sure. I yeah. would super
1: yeah. go back in time and change Old Miss's team name to the Old Miss Birthday Spiders.
3: <laughs> I mean, why not? Give them a few years. They're like they're already tired of the land shark, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> Just why give not? Give years. <laughs> I think Old Miss should do a different mascot every year.
2: Just mm-hmm. elect a new one. Try it on. Be like, yeah. Guess what we're going to be? We're going to be the kick-ass
3: snakes. That's it. Old Miss kick-ass snakes. <laughs> And then uh, offended whenever anyone doesn't say the kick-ass. Yeah. Yeah.
2: You got to say the kick-ass part. <laughs> we're, church, we're church-going folk. We got a license to say that kick-ass. We went to God and be like, snakes? And God was like, no, let me ask God heavy. And God heavy was like, make them kick-ass snakes. <laughs> make them
1: kick-ass yes. Make them kick ass snakes.
2: God heavy don't mess with no regular snake. <laughs> and I need the undertaker
1: is like, this is where I will go to college. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: kick-ass snake you. <laughs> The Undertaker's like very skinny son. Like, I'll never be as large as my dad. But just you one wait. One day, you, one day, one day you'll bone. One day you'll and have then... sex at, at Ole Miss, and then, <laughs> <laughs> then you'll beat the Undertaker in a hell in the cell in Oxford, Mississippi. I woke up. I was eight feet tall. <laughs> I could deadlift a truck.
1: Hold on, I have to put so, on these so, so, very so. expensive pants to go eat chicken fingers so in the I grove assume, and root for the yeah. kick-ass snakes.
3: I assume this also works for girls. They can beat up their moms after that. that <laughs> no, it's
1: also, it's also dads. It's also they can, dads. they can also beat up their dads, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Uh,
3: so today's top right. uh, college football coaching carousel news. <laughs>
2: oh my god did you see okay so mario cristobal is a miami native and uh is you know native spanish speaker like just bilingual from birth and mario cristobal came in in his press conference and was addressed in spanish for a question and answered in spanish for a question and this is all perfectly normal it's miami but i did see it and i did think brian kelly's so heated he's so heated he got outclassed on the native tongue competition this week
3: just Just infuriated. He's going to speak French, is that what you're saying? Yeah,
2: yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going to bone up on some Cajun French, right? He's going to yeah. sound like Gambit by the end of the week.
3: I mean, he He's should like... know already know a little bit from his time in Notre Dame, but... That's true. Probably I... not enough to <laughs> speak confidently, which
1: hasn't stopped him yet. I, I do like that this is the one school, and I'm really struggling to think of another school where this would be true, where everything about how Manny Diaz was not fired and then fired, how Mario Christo, Cristobal got this job, the money that has potentially been, been used to infuse uh, life Ooh. and funds into Miami football. At other schools, some of these things would give the fan base pause. Maybe. Like, everybody's <laughs> football crazy. No. But at Miami, not only is that not true, they're like, no, this is the most Miami shit we can do. Like there is no, the advantage to relishing being the bad guy is you can never get, you can never make your fans mad by doing bad guy shit. (laughs) Never.
2: Yeah. There was a certain reaction among Miami fans who I adore and love, uh, who will inevitably like say this, that we're being haters by pointing out that you might've hired Mario Cristobal with at least some money coming over from the Miami health system which only has all of that money because of the increased demand and in billing from said system. I believe the primary sources of those billing are elective surgeries and COVID. Um <laughs> if <laughs> think about elective surgeries, think about COVID. Think about all that money pouring in. Think about it going to pay the buyouts for Manny Diaz and to roll up Mario Cristobal and all of the extremely expensive demands that the program is going to make on the University of Miami over the next three to five years because they need to spend some money and haven't been spending money. My point, my point. Miami fans are like, oh, God, it feels so good to be hated again. This is the <laughs> That's yes. not. That's not what it is. <laughs> that's not. I know that's the only default you have is to be like, "Well, the hate,
1: the haters are the haters are killing themselves." They're just at uh, this you're like, no, that's appalling. There's that's a fucked up genius. Appalling. Like, if Miami revealed, <laughs> like, can't. "Hey, actually, we've been running an exact replica of the child mine from Temple of Doom," and other people were like, "That's not okay," Miami Twitter would be out here be like, "Yup, the U is bad. The
3: U is it's <laughs> a cane." You just wouldn't understand (laughs)
1: understand.
3: They hate us because they ain't us Like no, no, in this case I am glad that I ain't ain't you To be honest (laughs) Yeah, just taking a flamethrower to an orphanage To get the insurance money and
2: being like Sorry you're not cool (laughs) Just can't party yeah. like us. You're like no, I
3: can't. <laughs> like the 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 emotion that you're trying to recapture there is that feeling of like you scored a touchdown and celebrated so hard that a a cop cried about it. That. Is that. the Miami Miami hate you are desperately searching for when you do the uh, the 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 tale uh, Spencer laid out, which is the most American shit I've ever heard from start to finish, um, that ends with twenty five million dollars lit on fire to replace one coach who might be pretty good, have finished the season pretty good, with another coach who finished the season horribly. So like,
1: <laughs> I, see, I I see. I do I think it's great because. Whether this was the intent or not, there is an understanding that all hating is equal in the eyes of yeah. a Miami yeah. fan. Yeah, it yeah, doesn't yeah. matter. Like, it doesn't matter from whence or how valid that hating is, and they and they feel like it's sunlight. It doesn't matter. It's <laughs> it's just it's sustenance.
3: There's no such thing as dirty hate. It's all clean right? hate. No,
1: yeah, no, no, no.
2: Like it is. It is literally like whatever comes in the pipes and makes the house warm is heat and that is fine and justifiable yes. no matter what it is instead of being like yeah you know they're burning people to make this heat like yeah they're just throwing people and sounds the like fire. You're cold,
1: sounds like you're cold as shit bro
2: yeah sorry can't be can't be mr frosty over there i'm gonna be tommy toasties up in here hater like that's I can't think of – there's nothing you can say that does not fit this equation. It's kind of brilliant, Ryan. You're right.
1: Like, you can't – because you can't pull it off anywhere else.
2: Also, am I going to throw this back in the like, Miami fans' face when they do things, like when they go 8-4 and four under Mario Cristobal <laughs> and lose all of the same games that, like, Manny Diaz loses? Be like, yeah, sorry. I can't be y'all. So, I so hate this... y'all because I can't lose to Duke by 17. So <laughs> this
1: is the flip side is that every other hire – that really Miami has made for the last, fuck, 20 years have all come with some level of like, oh, the expectations here are not way out of control. Like, yes, they (laughs) they want you to be a Florida. Like, right. But uh, here's what I'm asking. What does does the minimum acceptable level of success for Mario Cristobal look like at Miami? Like, what is, if you do not do this, People will be pissed in year. Let's say year three. What does year three have to look like?
3: I'll give you the one right answer: rings with a Z. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and I that's think it. That's,
1: yeah, I think that's right. And that's like.
2: <sighs> I'm gonna ask straight up: <sighs> Do you think Mario, Mario Cristobal is as good a coach as Mike Norvell?
1: Maybe.
3: Maybe. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Like, 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 I look, think so. Look, I, I this think is, so.
1: This is extremely hater of me, but like a lot of what has propelled Mike, Mike Norvell has kind of pulled like an interesting Brett Bielema this year where it's like, look at the finish. And it's like, yeah, it looks really good because they started fucking 0-4 and, and lost oh. some dumb games. And it's like, <laughs> look at this. Look at the comebacks in these games. It's like, yeah, they had Miami beat and let y- them get You lost to
3: Jacksonville game. State.
1: So like I'll I just leave it at that. I don't know if Mike Nor. I'm not saying Mike Norvell is a bad coach, but I think like there is an interesting narrative process being applied to Florida State this year for whatever reason.
2: Uh, a, the art of
3: managing low expectations. Baby.
1: Sure. I mean not I I, it I, look, I look at but...
3: comparing these two. I look at Mike Norvell. That's the guy who like okay uh, Memphis's offense was really popping, and he re- parlayed that into a uh, power five job that he has wildly underperformed through difficult circumstances but the same difficult circumstances plaguing everyone else meanwhile mario cristobal uh he had two pretty good teams at fiu and that's basically impossible and like he won a rose bowl sure so like yeah if we're comparing those two sure i'll take mario cristobal i'm not paying 25 million dollars to make it happen But it seems <laughs> like i'll just put this out there it seems like a
2: lot to pay for mario cristobal yeah. It seems like a tremendous amount to pay for more. I know.
1: It, it is a lot f- without anybody explaining like, hey, what the fuck happened with Justin Herbert? Like, mm-hmm. like we see what he's done in the NFL right. in a very short amount of time. And like, that question is just not going to even get asked. Not even a little. But that's fu- like...
2: Mm, game three. Game three. That's, <laughs>
1: that's- <laughs> but we're, th- this is the important thing. We're not at game three because... The important thing, one of the important things you can do as a school in the carousel is, like, there are two ways to do this. You can either try to make, like, a smart and sober hire, or you can try to just, like, make your fans feel as good as they can possibly feel. And I honestly do not know which one this Miami one is, but it definitely at least fits the latter. Because the other example of that right now Mm -hmm. is Brent Venables in Oklahoma. Oklahoma fans are... On full fucking, and it like has very little to do with. I think Brent Venables, the coach, and much more of the like. We found we found a man who loves us.
3: <laughs> yeah,
1: it's it's a really it's yeah.
3: They've been through some things. They've been through a lot. Oklahoma, like you know, hey, it's okay. You're you're still a destination job. One guy didn't think so. That doesn't mean you know that completely changes who you are as a university also means you were never as invincible as you thought you were. (laughs) They have Mm. have some fragile psyches right now. And yeah, here comes uh, skinny dad with his gangly face.
1: (laughs) I I would hope that between Oregon, Notre Dame, and Oklahoma, all losing coaches to other power five jobs, despite the fact that all three of those schools have been to the playoff, which is still not that old. Like, I hope, now i know this isn't true and i feel stupid for saying it but i hope now every other school's fan base understands that like this could be you there is no reason why like if texas has a good couple years and sark is like fuck it i want the auburn job like that could happen there is no i think this year has proven that there is no job outside of pat fitzgerald at northwestern that like somebody won't leave there is yeah. that job doesn't exist anymore.
2: But by, by the way, Pat Fitzgerald won't leave Northwestern because he
3: can't get another job. That's like there were there not, are years. he be a mall cop. When, whenever they hit ten and three or whatever, it's suddenly like <laughs> NFL rumors, USC mm-hmm. like people uh, ads like the anywhere. idea of saying they are interested in Pat Fitzgerald. Maybe because it in, sounds no. Maybe because it sounds good to say you know we like this guy from the nerd school. I don't know, but like every three or four years, there is a Pat Fitzgerald push. That's Pat Fitzgerald's agent going. I heard somebody's really. <laughs> I mean, it's easy to say that about <laughs> anybody who's. He great. There's, it's easy to say that about anybody who's never taken another job. But let's like,
2: give our money to Mr. Snrub.
3: Yeah, that's <laughs> we we are talking about like Pat Fitzgerald, and Northwestern. Like they have right now. Yeah, they look like shit. But how many times over the past decade have we looked at them and thought like, how the fuck did they win all those sure. games?
1: Sure. Yeah. Eighties. No, same He's very thing. good at his
3: job, but I think like. But he's never going to,
1: like, he is the one person. I'm like, he will never leave for another college football head coaching job. He just won't.
2: I mean, they might, he might have less power there. He might be out of his niche. Right? Like, that's when people say, well, Dabo, like, hey, once Saban's gone, hey, Dabo will just slip right in there. And I'm like, why would he leave Clemson? He'll never be more valuable to anyone than he is to Clemson. And especially not right now because <laughs> all of his coaches are gone. And his, all and, of them.
1: And his AD. and all lay, like that.
2: lay low, <laughs> Dabo. <laughs> yeah. Dabo needs to just sit there and go like, hey, I got this, you right?" Because I know the bottom can fall out fast for people, right? Especially when you lose – everybody but i'm not i i one i want to identify this as a challenge for for clemson and for dabo swinney because this is if the emperor will be naked it will be because he lost all of his assistants including the one who was the architect of a defense which has been consistently great for the better part of a decade
3: excuse me uh in south carolina it's naked i'm sorry naked that naked emperor neck naked (laughs) emperor without investments um it I, should I it should
1: also be noted that a down year for clemson ended up being yeah. 9 and 3 possibly <laughs> 10 with a 3
3: yeah they're, so they're like, likely to finish top 15 like oh god what a collapse
1: so, so yeah like not not a standard clemson good year but not nearly as disastrous as at least it it appeared at one point
2: yeah i don't know though like Venables, though, is the problem isn't for him now. It's in two years. Right? Because they're sure. not going to be a Big 12 team. They will be an SEC team. And they will potentially suffer going back to a full loop here. They will potentially suffer the same fate that that, that Miami and Virginia Tech had, where they entered the ACC, and it was like, We're going <laughs> to
1: dominate!
2: And they didn't.
1: But how much – like, I I, I asked this really as a question. How much of that was – those two schools moved to a conference where the competition caught up to them or was just, you know, pushed them down in the relative power, of, uh, power order of things versus, like, there are natural ebbs and flows, and this one happened to, over, to, to line up with. Like, Miami not moving to the ACC doesn't change its problems, you know? is I guess right. what I'm saying? Because the like, national,
3: national recruiting landscape caught up to Miami. Right, It was going to happen regardless. And, like, I mean, Virginia Tech ran the ACC for several years there. Like, whenever Clemson or FSU are down, like, Virginia Tech's often one of the next ones up. Right. Well, I
2: think it's also the daily lineup that you're going to face every single week for going from the Big East to the ACC. Is that oh, up no, the
3: man. Man, all right? Yeah, I don't know. I the, mean, yeah. uh, we're talking about the nineties yeah. and the the two thousands. The Big East or the ACC? That's a. Mm, there that's are years probably. when the Big East is undoubtedly stronger. All right, I feel a little bit better about saying this. Oklahoma going for the Big Twelve to the SEC? Yeah, okay. That will be what I am
2: talking about way yes. more than the Big East to the ACC because yes, you, you're going to, you're going to lose two games, right? And this is one reason the, the SEC is eventually going to go and attempt to make a Super League. That's they're, why. You're in awesome shape if you lose two games. Right? You'll be in great shape if you lose two games because it's going to end up looking like, you know, it'll be like a 36-team Super League. That's what it's eventually going to end up looking like. And if that's the case, then you're going to have to get used to losing a bit more. Like, that's, that's just the, the, the degree of competition is going to go
3: up. You won't be able to pad your schedule with gimme games quite as much. That's just not going to be the deal. So you're saying like th- there's a big risk here for Oklahoma and Texas being the guys who uh, being the coaches at those schools as they go from a conference where like you kind of better go eleven and one to a conference where like eight and four hey that's a good record. <laughs> well, it's, it's like a, <laughs> like, it's there, like... There, there's a risk to being the guy who has to break fans into that new reality. It's like. Okay, so let's say
2: you have a sleep like let's say you have sleep deprivation. That's probably gonna make you more inclined to gain weight, right? That's just like two <laughs> things. You lose sleep, your body thinks you're starving, you're gonna gain weight. Now, what if at the same time I said, Okay, cool, we're gonna move you to Mississippi while you have this problem, okay? It's gonna exacerbate it. It's going mm-hmm. to be because every single day the lineup is gonna be, Whoa, <laughs> I gotta eat all this. Or <laughs> I gotta put it down. Um, it's just going to be it's going to be way tougher to face the problems that you already have maintaining expectations. that I can't even go to the gas station without fried chicken. Without chicken. Without, without, without I can hit my fried chicken on a stick. Oh, no. But, there I go to sleep three hours a night, wake up and eat chicken kebabs.
1: This is an interesting question because you're right. When Miami and Virginia Tech moved to the ACC, the expectation was oh, they're going to run shit there. Nebraska moving to the Big Ten, I don't think the expectation was, oh, they're going to be the top dog, but it was certainly they're going to be in the Big Ten championship. They're going to play contemporary title more often than not. Yes, they will be in the Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State conversation with Wisconsin as well. But, you know, whatever hasn't happened. I don't know. Like we haven't. I don't think we've really because of how quickly it happened and because of when it happened relative to the season starting. I don't really have a sense for what the expectations are for Oklahoma and Texas in the SEC. Because like Missouri and A and M moved and I don't think I don't think either of them would be like, Oh, we haven't like we're pissed because we expected to win this you know what I mean? Like Mizzou's been to two SEC championship games. They have not been great lately, but I think that was true in the Big Twelve as well. A and M, same thing. Like what are the what would you say the expectations are for these two schools when they join the SEC? I mean,
3: I, I view OU in Texas as probably being in the uh, Auburn-LSU-Florida club. Yeah. Right? I mean, next, the expectations like are real year. high. Yeah. yeah. At second tier at worst. And, I mean, A&M, as far as expectations, they lost their goddamn minds. Yeah. <laughs> Right. The con- they they gave Jimbo the contract that might have broken everything right. like all the insane contracts flying around now like yeah they were first
1: <laughs> well and the problem is going to be when it's not the expectations coming in it's once you have one glimmer of good it's once you play one game where you're like oh we took Alabama to overtime or we beat LSU in Baton Rouge or we beat Georgia like, it doesn't matter if you don't win the division that year, don't play for – you know, don't win the conference, whatever. Once you do that, th- that sort of, like, sets the bar in a new and probably ba- – like, like it's not going to be fun to be A&M next year because they're going to look at the schedule and they'll be like, but we beat Bama last year. We've proven we can do it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. There's oh, I think, like, business. I think long-term, by the way, that point, that is, like, the most – like that's the seeping poison in the brain of every A and M fan that they've beat Alabama. Because let's think about it. if you go seven and five and you hadn't beaten Alabama, then you'd go well, shit, right. had a had a rebuilding year. That's just going to happen with injuries and everything else that happened to this A and M team. It's a developmental year where obviously, like I think actually the ten year deal for Jimbo psychologically to me is a great move for the fans because they're like long term long-term there we so got big mortgage down that's how we buy a championship <laughs> big mortgage pay it off get that championship right and they just want one they just want one you hire Jimbo you just want one there's no expectations of another dynasty in the making you didn't hire Saban you didn't hire Urban Meyer they're just like let's just get one let's just get better and let's just get one I think that was very helpful what wasn't helpful was beating Alabama and then having this year. Because yeah. now it's like – because now the ceiling the ceiling is a little higher. Your expectations are a little higher. But the lows, the lows are the same lows you were given at a 7-5 and, and rebuilding and, year.
1: And unlike when you did it – when A&M beat Bama with Johnny Manziel, you can't point to, like, oh, Magic Wizard Boy. Like, right. you know, you, yeah, like, there this, is – Yeah, this
3: time they did it with, like – they weren't at their best. A right. wasn't. No. Right. Yeah. And like, I like it. Talk about setting expectations here is I think if everything plays out according to chalk, a pretty realistic scenario is Texas AM is not only the only team that beat the national champ, they also have the number one recruiting class. Where are your expectations yeah. now?
1: Yeah. <laughs> hmm Yeah. Got success, a lot of talent. Success is a bitch. Don't recommend yeah. it.
3: That's, That's why we're you, on a
1: podcast. Jimbo's going yeah. back
3: to Samford. Listen, that's why
2: you stay seven to five like the like like the shutdown full cast. Right. That's bowl right. Eligible. Yeah. Two games, two games over 500. Bowl we're eligible, good, but bowl banned.
3: Yeah. <laughs> what are we doing? Playing Hawaii. That's what we're doing. Just going <laughs> to play Hawaii. Mm-hmm. We're playing in the made up 43rd bowl game.
1: <laughs> the Texas bowl to be made later.
3: Hastily assembled Frisco Classic.
1: <laughs> they uh, haven't put w- teams in that bowl yet, have they? Uh, yeah, they did. Oh, did they? Mm-hmm. Who, yeah. who the? How did they pick that?
3: Uh, I mean, it's it's sort of a thing where like all the mid-major bowls, most of them at least, are are very like uh, interchangeable now because like half of them ESPN owns them, so like right. a lot of them is just like, hey, you two are available. Guess what? Your friends now.
1: Right. It's it's a play date in a, yes. in a very <laughs> large daycare. Okay.
3: <laughs> Good news! Um, you guys are spending the holidays together. <laughs> The um, the Frisco Classic this year. Uh, it's interesting that we are. How the having fuck to, are uh, you calling
1: it the Classic when you just <laughs> made it up two weeks ago? Well, I, think, I
3: think maybe the idea is that on December twenty first is the Frisco Bowl. So by yeah. the time yeah. the twenty third rolls around, it's a Classic. Uh, right. The teams in okay. this game are uh, Miami, Ohio, and. Uh, Spencer, uh, your whereabouts on December twenty third? <laughs> your Mean Green are due I'm in Frisco. I'm you better booked, get yeah. these. You better get these boys. Boys uh, aware that they uh, that they have a date that I day. No, I no, no. We, North but, Texas and Florida no. playing on the same day. That's going to be a hell of a day. S- Spirit yeah. Airlines got our back. We're okay. we, that's the official airline <laughs> of the Mean
2: Green. Um, we got to pay extra if we want to wear pants on the plane. So we're all going <laughs> pantsless. That's we're right. just going to walk off in our jocks. Because our boys are comfortable like that. We just love each other. Also, comfortable with nudity. We've been doing a lot of work in the gym. We're just going to mm-hmm. walk off playing nude. See what everybody does. This speaking is a of Team Without Shame. Speaking of comfortable. Oh, my goodness.
1: Homefieldapparel.com. Yes, sir. Um, by the time you listen to this ad, the 20% off flash sale will be over. So sorry about that. But good news. I'm going to help you out. This is secret little code from me to you. Use offer code FULLCAST on your first order. You can still get 20% off. That's right. We've hacked the system, folks. We're in Homefield servers. We're we're getting deals for you that cannot be got elsewhere on all kinds of uh, comfortable, stylish, varied uh, logos that you won't find elsewhere for, I don't know, like, 180 schools, let's say. I don't yeah. think it's. I don't know if that number's right, but it feels. It feels right.
3: I think if that's not right, then the pressure is on home field to uh, make it right.
1: And like and like Coach Spencer Hall always says, it's a, It's more important to feel right than to be right.
2: <laughs> that's correct. If you're gonna miss, I want you to miss big. And if you're gonna if you're gonna feel anyway, I want you to feel right. These are the coaching maxims of Coach Spencer Hall. <laughs> the two of the now <laughs> bowl eligible mean green. Coach Hall's double maxim. My double maxims.
1: Um, you, this is also a helpful reminder that if your school is not like North Texas, I regret to say, a home field school, uh, go find yeah, on online, not in person necessarily, uh, the administration at your school and and let them know politely but firmly that you'd like to be uh, amongst amongst the lists because I like it, it's a shame that we can't. Outfit you head to toe in some home field North Texas apparel, Spencer. Plenty of other Uh, Norths in here: North North Dakota State, UNC, NCA&T, North Kentucky, but not North Texas.
3: Damn Texas, you're behind Kentucky.
2: I wanted to i i want to let you all in on a little something because i like to be transparent with my people i know we do this podcast i also coach the university of texas north texas mean green um which oh god. is america Spencer
1: took the texas job oh god
2: Shit. oh please i wanted to thrive so i went to denton if i wanted my if i wanted to kill my career i'd go to the university of texas but i don't i care and i'm a lifer here in denton because i'm all about great football and smooth jazz and full disclosure if 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 I if we win, which I we will. We will. I just feel like this team is playing so well right now and really we've really come together for each other like an ensemble, rounding their way through the solos and into the coda, I think we're gonna stick the landing on this number. So I'm gonna receive a bonus by mm-hmm. contract. All right, which I, I get those, they're performance bonuses built in. And I want to announce that I am committing my six thousand dollar bonus for becoming bowl eligible as head coach of the University of North Texas Mean Green to my investment account at acorns.com because I like to plan for the future, build for the future, but I need help doing it. And acorns.com is exactly what I need in order to make my money go further. Ain't that right, Jason?
3: That's right. Uh, If you, like Coach Hall, would like to make your own bowl bonus go further, you simply go to acorns.com slash fullcast where you'll receive a $5 starter boost to your own retirement fund. And then after that, you put money in it, such as a bull bonus, or such as a $0.27 roundup from a $0.73 cent purchase. <laughs> Did that math with some delay, but not much. And then those $0.27 cents go in, and they get invested in whatever. And uh, then you have more money, because that's how investment works. Think of it as red shirt and your money.
2: All right, mm. Put a little aside. Watch it grow and mature, and then you can put it into play where it's going to dominate. That's what investment is. Right now, I'm on the family plan. I do have, uh, in addition to the invest later and bank options, where they give you the heavy-ass green card, just like the heavy-ass mean green football team, just as strong and just as reliable. I have the early account, and at this point... In the ongoing evolution of my children's various investment ventures, my younger son, who has been uh, embezzling freely from his account, has now started to steal. I'm just going to assume, by the way, that he's stealing from his older brothers. The older brother cannot pull this off. He's just not the type. It's not who he is. Right now, he has a $53 lead. A $53 lead on investments on his older brother brother so i assume there is a crypto play here and that uh the 53 dollars is simply being shuffled between the accounts to keep me from missing even more missing funds
1: and yet you do nothing about it
2: you know what the feds don't strike immediately do they no they wait they (laughs) wait you're building
1: a case i'm
2: building i'm building an ironclad, foolproof case here i'm not going to go in until i have until i have them dead to rights because okay, well, and you
3: and you don't know if um possibly you can turn one against the other find even more devastating oh, that, crimes. Oh no, you, that you never so. know how you never that know that happened so quickly. Goes.
2: The prisoner's <laughs> dilemma with my kids doesn't even get to the first stage. Yeah,
3: brothers rolling on each other is like that's that's not difficult that's, to pull off.
2: That's so I know. I I love that that when there are some fictional conceits where they're like yeah, he'll never testify against his brother. Bullshit. Bullshit, <laughs> that would happen so fast. <laughs> Ryan, how fast would you testify against your brother in a federal case?
1: I'd ask for snacks. Mm. Like, I'd be like, hold (laughs) on, I want, wait a second, you gotta buy me a nice lunch. (laughs) That's so
2: weird. (laughs) You'd even ask for snacks. I think most brothers would just be like, yeah, screw that guy.
1: I want, I, some, I, I want something out of it. That's all.
2: <laughs> the attorneys would just walk in after interviewing your mother and they'd be like, hey, you remember that time he slapped you on the bus in third
3: grade? You'd be like, ah,
1: he did it all. <laughs>
3: <laughs> he did it all.
1: Yeah. I hate it, him. I hate him.
3: Your brother's whereabouts on the. That motherfucker drew on my <laughs> shoes when yeah. I was two years old. He did it all. All of it. Never
2: fills. Never fills up my gas tank. Loser absolute loser <laughs> you're damn right he did insider trading lock your ass up
3: wh- whatever you think he did you're right how
2: you like that chet
1: <laughs> your brother's name is chet
2: it is now okay That's oh scary. i wouldn't be able to testify against my brother because he doesn't talk to anybody they'd be like so you're very close to your brother surely you know of his involvement in this crime ring and i'm like i learned his middle name four years ago <laughs> He didn't talk to anybody.
1: I can tell you I can tell you about some shit he got into when we were 12. Yeah. But... <laughs> Not
2: even then. He's, he's just an actual <laughs> bear on his hind legs. If you think I'm a bear on my hind legs, no, my brother is. My brother makes Ron Swanson look garrulous.
3: He makes uh, him look as, like, as a, a, like a chatterbox. As I understand it, Spencer, you have the look of a bear. Whereas your brother has the personality as well. Oh, no, he looks like one
2: too. He looks that's like what one too. He's yeah, yeah. He's like you know, when you're like, Oh a grizzly, that's a big bear, and you're like, mm, Kodiak, Kodiak <laughs> over the hill. Go go look, that's a bigger bear. Yeah. He's the one who like lives in the garage and his children and his wife open the door sometimes that are like, Food <laughs> like that's, that's what he does. He too could use the family plan from H dot <laughs> com. Then and he some, and have... some home field pants. And some home field pants. That's all that man needs. Um, oh, wow. Ohio's breaking news by the way. Ohio State's announced the hiring of Oklahoma State's Jim Knowles as defensive coordinator. That was fast. Because <laughs> remember that Remember that, Ohio State did have defensive issues, uh, especially with their Mr. Magoo of a defensive coordinator, Kerry Combs, who uh, is the squintiest coach in America. Mm-hmm. I would say, and rather than wait even one second for Buckeye fans, to be like, "So when you gonna get a realty?" Oh, oh, he hired. Okay, he hired another guy.
3: Okay, cool, thanks. So let's see. Um, jobs still available. I know last week we solved all the coaching jobs, but somehow we did. they've continued to um, open up. Uh, it looks like the Power Conference jobs open in Virginia and Oregon, and that's it. Uh, a serious candidate, allegedly for that Duke job, Jason Garrett. Jason
2: <laughs> Garrett. For,
3: it's not even yes. showing up on here. Huh. CBS Form, doesn't even list Duke. All right.
2: Former, former Giants offensive coordinator, recently fired from that job, and former head coach of the Dallas Cowboys during what I will call their eight and eight period. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Seems good.
2: Serious consideration. Hey, eight,
1: eight. eight wins at Duke would be great.
2: If that's, can you also get eight losses?
1: Let's see. If you try.
2: If or you try to play off. Is it not yeah. eight and eight as the plan? Is it eight or eight? I will either win eight games or I will lose eight games every year. Six, <laughs> that's, that's, six that's, and
1: six at Duke is fine too. That's really
2: good at Duke. Yeah. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the Cutcliffe plan. <laughs> build me a statue. Uh,
3: we also have Oregon's open. Yeah, and, like, I mean, it feels like the thing everyone leans toward is just go get Chip Kelly, (laughs) which, like, (laughs) I don't know. Uh, You could. Um, Is he still Chip Kelly? We still don't know.
1: We're not all that far removed from, like, UCLA columns being, like, this hasn't worked. Chip Kelly has to be fucking done.
3: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, every couple weeks they want to fire him. But he'll thrive back at his native environs. It'll be just the same. I guess. Yeah, it'll be
1: just as cool as it was before. What does Oregon have to do to keep a head coach? Like, I can't... Stop hiring
3: Florida men for one thing.
1: Okay.
2: Yeah, stop hiring people who want to go back to the East Coast. Okay. Don't, because the last two coaches who did that are both predominantly East Coast guys. We need somebody who's more innately West Coast. All right, so it's going to be Justin
1: Wilcox then.
2: Yeah, somebody who actually likes a quality of life. That's what you want, right? Because Mario Cristobal is clearly like, I'd like to be more stressed out. Let me go back to my home of Miami. I, <laughs> Extremely uh, stressful place.
1: I did like during the Spanish language portion of his presser, he he was basically like, yeah, there wasn't a lot of opportunity to speak Spanish at Oregon. It- <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> wow. Did not expect that shot to be fired. Okay, Just called
3: the whole
2: state super crackery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i just i just know that there's somebody in like earth shoes within like distance of hearing this right from oregon who's like i'm very hurt by that i study it on uh, my phone every day i'm very multicultural
1: (laughs) there's two o's in duolingo (laughs) yeah (laughs) i'm up to level 16. hola um yeah, it's – uh, so this is a question that I think somebody posed that, Jason, you may not be prepared to answer at this point. Is this the blood week of coaching carousel seasons?
3: I mean, I don't know if blood week is, uh, goes far enough. Right. Honestly. But,
1: it, but is there but is there yes. another that yeah. compares even no. close?
3: No. Okay. No. I mean, I think just with Oklahoma and Notre Dame alone, and then, like, it's – the cavalcades continue, like – What is it? Four teams that have made the playoff that have are making changes at least, counting Oregon. Right. You know. Yeah. Yeah. This shit is insane and broken and like even for college football, this is fucked up. (laughs) Uh, I did. I I thought it was messed up, and then Miami did, but they did. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like it, it, it. Like it was already messed up, and then it's like okay. Miami's stealing Oregon's coach, and now Oregon's probably going to steal somebody else's coach. And like, th- th- is there an end here? <laughs> <laughs> well, what happens if Virginia hires somebody's coach?
1: Part of why there is not, I think, and y'all can y'all can push back on me if you like. Here is that the normally the way coach carousel season proceeds is that jobs open up, and like promising coach of a let's call it less resourced P5 school or a promising G5 school, they take the – like, this is how you get Mike Norvell taking the Florida State job. This is how you get Billy Napier taking the Florida job. Um But that's not happening. Like, Matt, Matt Campbell is not taking a job this year. Yeah. Um You know, Luke Fickle is not taking a job this year. There are – like, there has not been – because it hasn't happened through the traditional paths and because there have not been a lot of other, uh, I guess, sort of, like, interesting candidates that have sort of, like, had the heat on them, it kind of created this weird window of opportunity where, where like, the choice was, like, yeah, I, uh, fuck it, I guess we'll just go get Lincoln Riley.
3: Yeah. It's like the, like, championship contender coach leaving for... Call it a lateral ish move, like that's a once a decade or more thing, right? And we had three this year, yes. And yep. like, even Christobal, I don't even know if he's moving to a contender. Like, let's,
1: technically, let's, he might be stepping down because I mean, he likes d- the d- place d- he's going.
3: D- let us say, demonstra- for o- demonstrably, for this, no, right? For the so, sake
1: of online safety, let us say that he is. <laughs>
2: It's, fuck safety. No, he's not going <laughs> okay. to that place. <laughs>
1: okay.
3: You can reach me at 38 Godfrey. At 38 Godfrey oh, on Twitter.
1: This is this is the one time I feel bad about that.
3: Like yeah. the last time a um, something on the order of Brian Kelly or Lincoln Riley happened before Jimbo Fisher, it might have been fucking Jackie Sherrill leaving Pitt at the height of Pitt's power. Right. Like... And we just had it happen, like, boom, boom, boom. (laughs) This is fucked up, man. College football, you got a fucked up problem. And it entertains me. Because
2: he knew that Pitt had had discharged its power. That the super weapon had already fired, and he was like, time to leave the Death Star. Because it only gets blown up after this. Yeah, it's time to bail.
1: There are, right now, 13 Power 5 schools that will enter next year with a new coach. And like we've said, not all of them have been filled, so that mm. that number could expand.
2: And not all the coaching changes have taken place yet, because right. we, right. we could get ret- we could get retirements.
1: Right. I know. I feel like we're probably. Yeah. No, we couldn't. You're right. That happens. Kirk I can parents, think of. I, I can think can't of, I can retire think
3: of, until Brian has sex, though. <laughs> so, <laughs> and as we know, that's not going to happen anytime so soon. Li- <laughs> so listen, if you are in the Iowa City
2: area, what's nice. the what, what bowl game are they going to? Maybe that'll be helpful. <laughs> it, it, it's uh, the Citrus. I believe they're going to play Kentucky. Okay, in the Citrus Bowl. Kentucky One fans. Those. Yeah, yeah, that is correct. So if if you're in the Orlando area. And you would like to meet a nice, a nice boy, <laughs> a wealthy, a wealthy boy, a wealthy, burly uh, boy. Brian Ferentz is going to be in the area. And you can Desperate. go. You can have a lovely evening of romance and intrigue with him. And then he will grow to three times his normal size and beat up his dad and take his spot <laughs> at the throne of Iowa football.
1: Like this is how weird it's now become. Dave Doran. Is the second longest tenured coach in the ACC?
2: <laughs> He's been there forever. He's Matt been there so much longer than I remembered.
1: Like Matt Campbell, uh, it's this was his eighth year. Yes. Yeah. Matt Campbell is the second longest tenured coach in the Big Twelve.
3: That's fucked up. Iowa um, State's not, Iowa State's supposed to be the one firing its coach every James years. Franklin
1: is the third longest coach in the uh, longest tenured coach in the Big <laughs> Ten.
3: <laughs> Trying to leave the entire time.
1: Um, yeah. The Justin Wilcox is the third longest tenured coach in the Pac-12.
2: Oh, that's messed up.
1: Chip, the the uh, Chip Kelly and Herm Edwards are like tied for fourth.
2: <laughs> the and Iron Man, Herm J-
1: Jimbo Fisher is the fourth longest tenured coach in the SEC.
3: This is all fucked up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so wrong. And and I'm I you know I'm just sort of scanning here casually, but like. If you can change this to the other conferences and it doesn't like meaningfully move all that much, like it, it's it's kind of true no matter what conference you look at, or where, like Luke Fickle is currently fourth in the American. Dana Holgerton is like the fifth, the fifth oldest tennis coach in that. No, that seems
2: no, that seems right. That seems the, like the Dana, rock when of you're stability. Like, Who's who's the yeah like who's the guy who's like yeah still here still well, alive
1: well and and that's the that's the other fucked up thing is you look at a lot of the the still here guys it's like yep uh, Scott Satterfield and Jeff Collins still still work for those teams
3: still hanging on for Dino, a few more
1: months Dino Babers is still at Syracuse they'll, they'll probably keep going there but like there aren't of the people who are still there it's like yes Kyle Whittingham obviously doing great at, at uh Utah. Shaw shot Stanford. Ah, yeah. Okay. Sure. This like yeah. when here's what I need you to understand. When Nick Saban quits, if everything else stays the same, Mark Stoops will be the tenured gentleman in SEC football. <laughs> and the and ten- has signed a contract that will make that continue to be the case. Like
2: the tenured the tenured Kentucky gentleman, <laughs> sir. <laughs>
1: Like I really appreciate that Mark Stoops is following so much of the Kirk Ferentz pattern, including a contract which is basically like, make a bowl game and we'll just add a couple of years to your contract, whatever. Yep. But because it's Kentucky, and because it is usually more watchable than Iowa football, it's fine.
3: Well, there's that, and there's also, from Kentucky fans, I don't get the sense that they spend half the time hating it. Like, right. Iowa fans with Ference, it's like, we fucking hate this guy, but you can't talk about him. Right. No, Kentucky no, no. Fans, yeah. that's Kentucky our fans guy. seem to get it. Like, they seem to get, like, eight and four, that's really good for us.
1: Yes. Yeah. No. Yeah. But by and large, Kentucky fans have one of the healthiest relationships with their football team. I guess team. All because all their toxic
3: feelings I, are taken I, up by I another sport. Big, yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's
2: because basketball yes. is where they turn into yes. Mr. Hyde. But, right? you'll, but you'll
1: see them. You'll like they're just like I am happy that I have a team that like is enjoyable to watch more often than not, and it's like that's a very that's a very healthy way to look at it. Kentucky Sad that we like
3: they were like embrace embrace the wisdom and tranquility <laughs> of, Kentucky- of, <laughs> of
1: lexington
2: <laughs> yeah but again we can only do that because they're like my kill room is for basketball
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. the clean
2: nice normal space with families out here basketball. plastic sheets are in there
3: <laughs> basketball's where i put my bad feelings
1: <laughs> <laughs> basketball's where i turn my bad things into beauty god yeah. off offseason michigan's gonna be awesome
3: No matter what, (laughs)
1: no matter what,
2: what. no matter what, no matter what, it's gonna be incredible either way. Oh my god, I, I have really, I do love though that that Jim Harbaugh gets his comeuppance and wins a Big Ten title because now it validates all the crazy. It validates all of it.
1: Is that what comeuppance means? i always thought comeuppance was like no. oh finally you piece of shit, you got you've received what you deserve but in a bad way
3: i it's thought a you were Michigan gonna say man thing having to correct to, me on this having to play, play georgia was his comeuppance oh
1: <laughs> i see
3: that will be his comeuppance yeah. okay
1: okay
2: but this is a validation of every insane thing that jim harbaugh That's ever did it. okay yeah all of it right Stay, sleeping sleeping over at a punter's house yes drinking far more milk than an adult should actually ever drink right every single day uh wearing the bad pants making bizarre press conferences after losses where he responds monosyllabically running to routes reporters. at
1: baptisms
2: running routes at baptisms right like all of it it's all completely validated there will be no stopping him as if there was any
1: yeah but i will that's that's yeah. the real key is there was not <laughs> if Looks anything he'll be like i'll take a bigger pay cut next year that yeah, inspires the one. team <laughs> He really might. He really might. <laughs> Pay me a dollar. We'll be champions forever. You could
2: see him just having a tantrum, doing that, and then coming home, and his wife's like, "What? <laughs> i coaching next year for seventeen dollars."
3: <laughs> <laughs> he's the one where I almost wonder if he knows he's paid. You know, like it, it goes into an account. Someone yeah. has access to it. He doesn't care. He's just. Yeah. Like, I wake up every morning. I have a new pair of pants. A new pair of shoes. Who's got it better than us? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Nobody!
3: Every morning, every morning, Every morning I wake up, and I have a breakfast steak, and I go to work, and I think about football! For 19 hours! And then I have my dinner steak, and I sit and wait, and then it's time to go to work!
2: Why do I feel like Jim Harbaugh looks at each of his children every single day and just says their name? That's how he interacts with them. <laughs> Tom! <laughs> Jack!
3: And they and they love it like this is how he yeah. was raised, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, right uh, 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 old Jack Harbaugh would say Jim Yes, yeah, John, <laughs> John. boys boys adored it ate it up couldn't get it And they
2: it, probably say something real Midwestern to him right like now y'all get al- you just go you guys get along
1: just go <laughs> skedaddle I Figure mean, it out if he beats Georgia Oh God Mm -hmm. first of all he'll be unkillable
2: (laughs) first of all i don't the stop
1: praying for my grandpa
2: i'm getting fully nude okay for that (laughs) full i just want you to know the minute that happens wherever i am i am stripping off every piece of clothing i own and rolling on the floor laughing that is what i will do naked is the day i was born.
1: Can you imagine the sour potato salad face Kirby Smart is going to make if he loses to (laughs) fucking Michigan? Oh, my God. Like,
3: like, yeah, like, uh, Coach. The handshake. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Coach, you got a great team there, Kirby. Please let me me go. Let me go. Hardball encouraging Kirby. Yeah, and then Kirby having to sit there and hear, like, so, Coach, your, your five-star team lost to the exact same version of itself that is a four-star team. <laughs> uh, why did you do that, Coach?
1: Value. <laughs> you!
2: Why Great value,
3: you, that's why. Why can't you find a quarterback? Uh, co- Coach Smart, uh, why didn't you try morals?
2: Like Kane like McNamara.
3: <laughs> Coach, Coach Smart, do you think maybe you might have overlooked, I don't know, a little thing called dignity? I just, I just want to go. You, should you maybe study harder a little in the classroom? I, I just want to go cry in my truck. That's all I want to do.
1: Coach Kirby, why doesn't football matter as much to Georgia? <laughs> Oh God! And Tom creed has to go on campus after his fucking brother and Lumpy has to, has to, has, <laughs> to has, has to,
3: to. he'll sw- also be fully nude. He's walking in. My so God, the- his pants have never been bigger. <laughs> Listen up, Dude, mother... Harbaugh's
2: going to show up. Harbaugh's going to be on the sideline. Just wanted to see a Georgia game. How are you guys doing?
3: Just Beautiful wanted to, down uh, here. Just, just wanted to show these fans what a, uh, a championship ring <laughs> looks like. <So>. Just <laughs> and stretching like with, with him. It. With as weird as he is, he's not even being passive aggressive with it. No. He literally thinks, I thought they'd want to look at it.
1: Yep. It's pretty cool.
3: Anyway. But they're, throw- they're pelting me with uh, hot dogs, nevertheless, uh, which is uh, local custom. Free I dinner. <laughs> I am eating them as quickly as I can, but I'm all out of milkshakes.
2: Just sitting in the front row asking the Georgia VIP people, the ambassadors, like, you got any milk? I could use a huge thing of milk down here Side.
1: it would be great.
2: I'm like I hate him so much. He's so weird. He's
3: so he's so goddamn good at coaching like football.
1: I don't think the playoff committee understands what they've done because if Georgia had lost this if Georgia played Cincinnati and lost, it would have been like you know, we'll write that off as like incredible Cinderella blah blah blah. They played Bama again and lost, you know, I already seen it. But if they lose to Michigan, it's just oh my god. Ooh. I like just call. Just call the cable company tomorrow and say I don't need an internet connection for eight months, please.
3: <laughs> I like what? if um. So if Bama loses to Cincinnati, I cannot wait for the. Uh, that they, they they just weren't motivated. Their hearts weren't in it. It's sure. the fucking yeah. playoff. Yep. Yeah, I. I you yep. can say that all you want, but it was a ball game.
1: It was just a mm-hmm. ball
3: game. Mm-hmm. Those
1: don't. Those don't count. God. If if it listen, I'm not predicting this. But if we got a Cincinnati-Michigan National Championship... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. SEC Media Days next, next year is going to be like a fucking funeral.
3: <laughs> oh, no, but, not a no, funeral. No, that's no, no because look who's be... here to save the day. It's Steve Sarkeesian's Longhorns.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they'll move it up. Listen, if both teams lose, they'll move up the OU and Texas thing a year. They'll be like, yeah. nope. Not nope, just that, They'll no, like
3: they'll like add Ohio State yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> That and then Michigan would beat him again
1: <laughs> beat Ohio State in the playoff
3: Michigan rain has begun.
1: How did we get? How, how did we get to this strange place where we're talking about Michigan just <laughs> stunting on everyone and Notre Dame is cool? What the fuck happened this year?
3: <laughs> it's great. Dude, honestly, as soon as Brian Kelly left, I very sincerely thought, like, I don't know if I've ever actually hated the, the Notre Dame. <laughs> I, I, like I know the propaganda my entire life I was indoctrinated to hate Notre Dame But like as soon as Brian Kelly's gone And he's replaced by a young guy You know who, who represents a whole lot of people I'm like I don't have a problem with any Like fine <laughs> It turns out I never hated Notre Dame
1: it, Whether or not he succeeds at LSU He's going to have such a bad time Such an aggressively bad fucking time
3: Well the humidity for one Sure That yeah. might kill him like uh, the the names that he's we've decided- he's gonna
1: loo- he's gonna lose to Mississippi State or some shit, and it's gonna be bad.
2: I he's gonna lose a game that he can't process. A game also- that he can't understand. Like, like
1: if 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 you're at Notre Dame and you lose to USF, a thing that they did, like Ree just makes one snide comment at ten in the morning. <laughs> And like Mike and Mike in the morning is a little grumpier than usual. If you lose to Mississippi State at LSU, like they come up with entire new radio stations to scream. Like they file with the FCC. We like we need yeah. W W fuck Brian Kelly. That's what we need. Give us the rights.
3: <laughs> w F B K.
1: We're streaming twenty four hours a day <laughs> outside his house. Leaves. <laughs>
3: Our, our location is wherever that motherfucker lives. Yeah. I, I also like how um, he's doing a great job of managing expectations. In the, um, in the, the you know, he had his little intro on the, the floor of their basketball court. Though. This was the one, of course, where he revealed his southern accent. Uh, <laughs> oh, fine, boy. The very first thing he said there was, I haven't even
1: won all of all my, my games game. yet. Oh, my God.
3: Yeah, so 12-0. Oh, my God. Is your year one expectation that you have declared
0: it's just declared
3: yes thank you (laughs)
2: declared we've decided to call we've decided to call him Le aubergine because that man is uh, colored like an eggplant once he starts yelling Oh, the aubergine you're gonna lose to mississippi station (laughs) (laughs) we ain't gonna have
1: that like lincoln riley's probably gonna have a fine time
3: right Oh sure,
2: he'll be. F- oh, oh, listen. Life's already great.
3: <laughs> I mean, like, your, it. the way I view you, it, his situation is like, all right, all these quarterbacks—Bryce Young, Matt Corral—you know, all these quarterbacks. Like, at least one of those guys is gonna stay home. Yep. Every three years, he's gonna pick up one of those guys. Right. He's doing pretty awesome. Like the right. the fourth hardest team he plays is gonna be from the state of fucking Arizona. He's doing
1: pretty great. <laughs> um, Mario's gonna have a great time because even if Miami's not good, he's gonna be like, you're out of money. What are you gonna like? Too fucking bad. Yeah, but I yeah yeah Brian Kelly uh, is gonna is gonna be fun.
2: I like people are like man, why would he leave Oklahoma? You know what Lincoln Riley did today? He woke up and no one recognized him. No one
1: it's like it's he great. went he went to a press conference with like fifteen people standing <laughs> quietly around. <laughs> Meanwhile, just, Oklahoma fans like overran the airport for Brett Venables. <laughs>
3: USC yes, is perfect, man, because, like, we all agree that's, like, oh, that's a top ten job. And, like, apparently they got fucking, they, they still got the fucking money. And, like, you could win, you know, it, in the Pac-12, like, okay, they're either number one or number two in terms of, like, the schools you could picture winning a national title. And yet, no one really gives a shit. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> no. <laughs> You're, like, 19th on the list behind though. Someone's mad about the damn Rams or whatever. <laughs>
1: you know? Nobody's mad about the Rams.
3: <laughs> no. <laughs> They're like they're they're infuriated over the Dodgers. There's more people mad. I'm saying there's more people mad about the fucking Clippers than there is about USC. That's true.
1: That's true. Yeah. (laughs) Well, because because as you saw this season, when you're mad about USC, you just like erase them from your calendar. Like nobody went. It when fans are mad at you at other schools, they will go and boo and yell and get mad even at the results that they expected. Like, they will still show up and be like, how dare you fucking lose to whoever. But at USC this year, they were just like, fuck that. I'm not Mm -hmm. going. Some of the crowd shots of the Coliseum this year were like, cool. There are 3,000 people here, and I couldn't promise you that all of them are human and not Chuck E. Cheese characters. (laughs) Antioch the birthday spider long time season ticket holder at USC.
3: There, there, there he was Clay Helton, wondering like am I going am I going get get through this am I going to get another whole season of paychecks but then he looked and he saw, and there dangled antioch the birthday spider, who uttered no clay, your time is done you've hidden from me far too long. I knew it'd be you, antioch. Well, 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 Antioch.